0: Iconic makeup artist, beauty industry revolutionary, entrepreneur. Bobby Brown is all these things and so much more. Throughout her career, she has crossed paths with some of the most accomplished people at the top of their field. These conversations are a look into their inspiring lives because everyone has a story. This is long story
1: short with Bobby Brown. My guest today was inspired to solve the world hunger problem and has made it her small attempt at doing it with style. She is also known for her previous career as a fashion model and designer. She is the CEO and co-founder of Feed Projects, founded in 2007 with the simple idea of creating products that would engage people in the fight against hunger in a tangible way. I first met Lauren Bush when I was doing her makeup for a shoot. I was Awestruck at her beauty, her kindness, and her down to earth. That's not a sentence, is it? Down to earthness. <laughs> Lauren Bush is quite a lady. I've even been lucky enough to do her makeup for her wedding. When she set out to end world hunger, she did it with style. Even though she is part of the family that is the closest thing we have to royalty, she did it on her own. She also married into the iconic Lauren family that has defined both fashion and style in America and the world. Please welcome Lauren Bush Lauren.
0: Oh my goodness, I'm still like mountain time, I know, so I haven't right? been like and mama time and mama like the whole yeah. thing. So you're totally back to work now, mm-hmm. yeah. as of two days ago. I mean, I was work. You know, when mm-hmm. it's your own thing, of you're like not yeah not working. <laughs> but I wasn't physically in the office. Yeah. Which is a difference, but now you know
1: that you yeah. could do that. that I, know. I pretty much run my forward life forward that way. Huge. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fun. Oh yes, Lauren and I are so much fun. <laughs> yeah. fun. Oh, yes. so much fun. Tequila coming for breakfast. Huh? Okay. Good. So, hi, Lauren. Hi. How are you? I'm so <laughs> so happy to see you. Thank, Thank you, you so much for joining me on this podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm here with the amazing Lauren Bush, Lauren, who mm-hmm. I've known since she was pretty. Little girl. I don't know. Baby. <laughs> no. I, well, how did we first meet?
0: Gosh. I mean, I remember when we collaborated mm-hmm. um, with Feed. Right. And that would have been but I think 2009. The, okay. But we okay. met each other yeah. before. You were
1: in one of my books. And yes. I wanted to put you on the cover because you I had know. a conflicting beauty contract. We couldn't do the cover, but it's still one of my I favorite know, pictures. Which was
0: honestly just to be asked was yeah. such an honor. Oh. So. No, it was Thank such you.
1: a beautiful picture. People, you know, if you, it's in... Um, you're wearing all my Ted Muling pearls, which I, I mean, love. You look like an angel. Oh, yeah, you look <laughs> like an angel. And thanks what to I, your makeup. Well, thanks to your face, you know. So, um, all right, we got that out of the way. <laughs> okay. So, tell me a little bit about Lauren Bush, Lauren. Oh like, gosh. Okay. W- where did you grow up?
0: I grew up partly in Denver, Colorado, um, and then when I was like seven, we moved to Texas, and where- I've lived. But I feel like a New Yorker now because I've lived here for. 12 years and where did you go to college I went to Princeton so from Texas thought let's try something different like the Northeast right. <laughs> yeah was lucky to get in honestly and then from Princeton and what'd you major in I majored in anthropology and minored in photography okay all right I
1: could see both of those things working yeah. with what you're doing
0: yeah yeah Weirdly. Okay. at the time I didn't know where that would lead mm-hmm. me um, And then, yeah, straight after graduation, drove a U-Haul into New York City, and here I've been.
1: You know, what always amazes me about you, and I was lucky enough to meet your family at your wedding because I got to do your makeup for your wedding, which was so much fun. I'll never forget you. Such a treat. I'll never get you side on that horse coming in. I was like, oh my God, (laughs) this is a movie. You were so sweet Uh, to give up your Labor Day to uh, be there. No, it was really fun. It was very special. But you seem like the most simple, sweet, nice girl I mean you are you you are and Maybe. you and, and you were <laughs> and you were brought up you know in in privilege by this you know amazing family and I mm-hmm. read this little story that your mom always took you to soup kitchens to help you and your sister. yeah tell me about that
0: yeah, I mean, growing up um, I mean ever since I was born, my grandfather was vice president and then president and then my uncle. Um, and, and how old were you when he was
1: vice president? I was zero. Oh, you were, oh, so it was before you were born? Yeah. Oh, so you were, you were born into that. Yeah.
0: So when I was four, he became president. Mm-hmm. So four to eight. Um, so in a weird way, it just was like it was what it was. Right. And that's just, you that know, at that age. Yeah. You don't obviously grasp the, you know, importance of that role or position. Um,
1: and did you used to go visit
0: him at the white house just for dinner? And it was just like, Oh, what a fun family gathering. (laughs) But did you ever just sleep
1: over like for the weekend when at the white house or was that more in their houses?
0: No. Yeah. We would all go. I mean, I'm one of, you know, 14 grandkids, Uh, so we'd all descend and it was sort of chaos in the best of ways. Um, and neat to then have gone back with my uncle and experienced it, you know, still as, a college student but Mm -hmm. kind of knowing a bit more yeah um but like i said my my parents especially my mom really kept us grounded in the sense that she had a a charity when i was young called caritas that helped homeless and abused children um so through her work we would go with her to visit homeless shelters and soup kitchens and um, all sorts of different organizations she was supporting locally so it was sort of this eye-opener of you know obviously the needs and the issues people face at a young age especially kids because Mm -hmm. that was her focus um and i think that obviously was such a gift at a young age to kind of be pulled out of the bubble you're born into which i obviously am grateful for but really grateful for that experience of seeing how you know so many others live and Mm -hmm. um and also feeling empowered i think at a young age that you can make a difference that like even if it's just, you know, volunteering or being present or playing a game, um, whatever it is that you can offer at that moment, it really, it, it it's good. You got to do that. Is,
1: that's so special.
0: How'd you get the idea for Feed? So Feed didn't come until college. I had the opportunity to travel with the UN World Food Program starting as a sophomore in college, so around 2003. Um, And I, you know, it was just this amazing life-changing experience. I was able to go, my first trip was Guatemala, but soon after went to Cambodia and Chad and Lesotho and Tanzania and all these amazing places where the World Food Program is working. And essentially what they're doing is, you know, over around 800 million people around the world are hungry. So many of those are kids again. Um, So I was really struck in traveling by their school feeding program in mm-hmm. particular, which is getting kids a free, nutritious school lunch. And with that lunch, they're incentivized to go to school, stay in school longer, especially girls' education, where, you know, in some countries, unfortunately, girls' education isn't valued. Right. With this school lunch, girls stay in school longer. Um, Their parents are more incentivized to send their girls to school. So it just has these like amazing ripple effects for kids' lives around the world. And it's something as simple as as a school lunch, which is, you know, what our government helps provide here when uh, families can't provide. And yeah, it was just from that experience. I didn't know kind of what I would do to give back. But after going and meeting these families and communities and kids especially, I knew a part of my life or career was going to be around helping um, and helping the issue of, of hunger, and at the same time in college, I'd spend my summers going to Parsons or se- se- um, Central Saint Martins in London. So really interested in design and in the fashion industry. So kind of as a college, you know, soon to be graduate, I was like, uh oh, I'm debating these two very different life paths: one of a, you know, humanitarian aid worker, UN um, humanitarian aid worker, or that of you know, fashion and design and New York City. Um, it's quite opposite. It was, and it, <laughs> it was so stressful. It quite opposite, yeah. And, but Feed has sort of bridged those worlds for me, which I feel so lucky. So I get to be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I get to be a designer, I get to do the parts of the business um, that I really love, but all of it's for a good cause and for giving back. But it Feed has grown so much in how many years? So, we're 11, Wow, I know, past the double digits. Yeah, that's incredible.
1: <laughs> and so now there's, now is there one store right now? Just
0: one store. In we, Brooklyn, right? In Brooklyn. We yeah. opened our first store, Feet right Shop the, Cafe. Right next to
1: the Soho House?
0: Right next to Soho House yeah. in Dumbo, mm-hmm. um, which just opened. Very hip. You know, yeah. we're, we try. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I actually signed the lease not knowing they were going in. Uh, so it's cool. The whole area, yeah. the wing is down the street. Right. Um, Chaconis uh-huh. and Shinola. right? so a lot of cool brands and kind of a neat up and coming area of Brooklyn.
1: And um, talk to me about a lifestyle brand. I could see you Da-da. doing something. Like well, where
0: do you think you want it to go? Good, that is the, I know it's funny, even 11 years in I feel like we're still plotting that course, mm-hmm. but for me, you know, feet is a brand, we're most known in what we do best in most of our bags currently. Right. Um, but it's all about the mission and engaging people, um, creating good products that help feed the world is our tagline, um, which certainly can apply to many different um, categories. And we've done different categories with different partners like Target, West Elm, um, Williams-Sonoma, and others over the years, whether it's been in home, apparel, jewelry. um, So yeah, I think the sky's the limit. And obviously, as you know, it's about kind of choosing your battles and being really strategic with how you grow a brand, right, and knowing what to walk away from and what to just jump in and try. Yeah, yeah. No, so. I love your like entrepreneurial <laughs> spirit. I feel like
1: we've always yeah we've always connected. On yeah, that because, you've been an inspiration for, for uh-huh. sure. Yes, because here I am on a podcast. How am I doing today? Am I all right, guys? All right, how am I doing? Something okay, jumping fine. in, jumping in. <laughs> just checking. In. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you know, I interviewed Mickey Drexler yesterday, and he was saying. I can't wait to hear that oh, one. He's so funny. for He's yeah. so brilliant. But he's like, you know, we never. I said, do you ever just stop and pinch yourself and appreciate everything? He said, no, I just always think about what's wrong and what could, you know, what, right. what, what what's
0: next. Which makes him effective. So, I mean,
1: yeah, <laughs> I, I never look back and say, oh, my God, look at all these amazing things. Right.
0: But you have to, like, you just make time going. to celebrate the yeah. good stuff. You
1: just keep going. And yeah. how is it being a working mom?
0: It's good. At first, it was more of a struggle. I'm now two kids in. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I just, you know, I feel grateful that I can do the both and still trying to find that balance if that is such a thing which yeah. I'm thinking maybe doesn't exist it doesn't exist yeah. you know it's
1: funny people always read press about me you know growing this business with three kids mm-hmm. and I'm how'd you do it I'm like I have no idea I have no that I makes have no me idea. feel better because every oh, no, day or week easy. you're like
0: oh did I do it right today yeah. and you're like
1: probably no. <laughs> you do you know it and, and looking back would I have done anything different and the advice I would give to you is yeah I would have played more I always wanted to make things perfect at home and make sure the dishes were done. Yeah, you know, I didn't have a ton of help on the weekends and play more. I I I wish I would have played more.
0: Okay, noted. Thank you. Maybe
1: that's not my personality. You know, no, I can see that. You know, but I I would, I would do it all over again. Now I got to wait for grandchildren. I know. You know, (laughs) I'm not that close, but it'll come (laughs) one day. Yeah, but it'll come. And your your husband's the best.
0: And your husband, he's a pretty good. Father. Yeah, he's he is yeah. very playful we give him the playful credit yeah um he's very sweet it's fun it's such a you know it goes so fast it does it goes they really... grow like little weeds yeah how many kids you want <laughs> tbd enjoying Aww. the two boys now you know how cute boys are
1: yeah i do absolutely so lauren tell me a little bit about the feed numbers like what 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 is that, what is that on the bag?
0: Yeah, so really core to our model are the numbers. So every product we make and sell, there's a number on it. Um, And that signifies the amount of school meals that are donated through that purchase. So it really, you know, feed is about making that give back very tangible and very meaningful for customers. You know in in thinking up feed there were obviously and are still amazing companies that give a percentage here percentage there but as a consumer you don't always know necessarily what that percentage is or what that impact then will be um so in kind of dreaming up feed i really wanted to make it again very tangible and meaningful which with with the issue of hunger and in giving meals, you can have that very tangible impact. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I, I
1: have all of my feed bags. I know. <laughs> I, I I love them. Thank and I you. just saw on Instagram the lunch box. I know. That's the newest one I'm going to get until okay. I saw your bag, that bag, and I'm gonna have to get that one Thank too. Thank you. Will you hold the bag up? Because we're we're oh. on a podcast. Okay. So
0: there's gotta be Virtually. a camera somewhere. Okay. Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is our new fall collection. It just launched and, and your initial um, put your oh, ta-da, monogramming. Why not? Lauren, Bush, Lauren. Um, LBL. But no, it's so fun. I mean, you know to yeah. create things, physical things, and see them go into the world and hear people appreciate them and where. I still get such a thrill seeing a stranger, you know, in the subway walking down the street with a feed bag. But not every day. not
1: everything is perfect. Like oh my gosh. No. Like, <laughs> w- like what kind of struggles have you experienced being an entrepreneur?
0: like how much time is this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, many, I think, you know, on one hand, it's just very humbling to be an entrepreneur. I think you go in early sided, um, definitely idealistic. And um, along the way, you kind of learn the rules of business and what, you know, what can be done. And I am very thankful, though, on the other hand, that I did go in. I mean, this is Feed is my first and only job. So this was like dreamed up in college. Because um, I think you can then kind of create your own path and break rules that you, you may not even know you're breaking. Um, but in terms of struggles, I mean, it's it's we're essentially a consumer goods company. So as you know, it's mm-hmm. inventory and sales and right. operational. And um, for me, thankfully, now I have a great sort of dedicated small and mighty team behind Feed that How can many? do... How many people Ooh, work for you? Like fifteen, you 15. know. Fifteen. So okay. we're lean and mean, uh-huh. but they do amazing work, and it's great because it then frees me up to do what mm-hmm. I can do better, which is more, you know, business development, kind of vision casting, and um, leading us hopefully in the right direction. Oh, can you write those
1: words down? Because that's what I want my role to be in the new right? company. <laughs> yeah, because my mighty team. There's three. Yeah, and that's it. Good. So when you started, how many people on your team?
0: Um, two, two, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were two, and then three, and then slowly four. Right for like the first five, six years of wow. feed. Have you ever had to fire anyone?
1: Yeah, that's and you did that yourself. Yeah, that must have been really hard. Have you? Of course, you um, have. I. Uh, well, I recently did, but when I was oh. with the big company, I never did.
0: Really? No. How
1: could no? There was HR. I mean, there was layers oh. upon layers. It was like a wedding cake over there. Yeah, you know? I was like. <laughs> You know, layers upon layers. So no. that's hard. I mean, not yeah. that, that's on one hand,
0: it. that's nice to not have right. to fire anyone, but <clears> on the other, right?
1: I had to just tell someone it wasn't working. Yeah, and you know they knew it too. But
0: <laughs> so no, never easy. Yeah, and it's hard when you work with a, a small sort of intimate right. group. I'm sure even when you had the you know larger mm-hmm. machine around you, there were the intimates. Right, it becomes your family right and then when you're part um, of a
1: bigger company and you have the intimates you get in trouble for that because oh. you shouldn't have favorites but that's how people work yeah people that, you know you have to get people that are good well, especially at someone creative
0: as you are yeah. it's nice you know you just jive with right. certain people well I'm, I'm glad you understand it. I do but it's, yeah
1: <laughs> so when did you decide that you could do feed
0: full-time and what was the risk involved was it after college so i um launched feed right after college it was an idea i had I even when i graduated i had the bag prototype so i was sort of ready to go um and really lucky i had modeled actually in high school and in a bit of college so i had a little savings to where i said okay i can move to new york i can give this six months see where it goes before finding a quote unquote real job. And actually for half a second, I did find a real job. What was it? I bought a blazer. It's very official. Um, It was with a council in foreign relations Uh as sort of a data data entry, you know, level person. Um, And I went to work there literally for a week. And although it was fascinating and interesting, the whole time I was there, I was thinking about feed and, you know, trying to plot the next moves with how to make this happen. Um, So it was a very kind of clear early sign of like this isn't where I should be Um, and before they kind of fully trained me and invested in me I went to them and said look this isn't going to work so gave myself the six months after that moment to see if I could make it happen and we were lucky um, a friend of a friend connected me to someone at Amazon which at the time was just kind of getting started which is hard to believe now Um, and they Sold the bag, and the first bag got picked up in Marie Claire, and it was sort of that green. Every magazine had a green issue, right. so it was very good timing-wise as well, because it was the reusable bag movement was underway, and they sold out, reordered, sold out, reordered. So um, it just started, I would say, very organically. I didn't have a business plan. Again, I had a product, I had a like idea of what I wanted to do, and essentially was like every order was just helping build it. So about six months in, I was like, okay, we've sold, I think at that point, almost 20,000 bags, which had fed 20,000 kids for a year. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is happening. And then, yeah, that's when I left, I mean, I didn't pursue another job. Um, A girl at the time left her job to join me. So I was, we were too strong, Mm -hmm. um, Ellen. And from that point, yeah, we worked with you early. You were one of our very first partners. Really? And at that point, you that know, was... it's just so validating when mm-hmm. <laughs> when others want to work with you. Um, so we worked with you, we worked Whole Foods was really big and helped put feet on the map. Um, so a lot of these kind of early partnerships not only help get the word out about right. what we we're doing and obviously sell product, but internally help validate kind of the scared entrepreneur in me to say, Okay, you're on to something and um and moreover, this is something consumers want. They want to give back with their purchases and as you know as the entrepreneur
1: in you and as the you know the giving back in you how do you balance the profit with how much you give away and how do you how how do you balance that whole thing
0: that has been a learning over the years because I definitely priced it initially to give everything away not again thinking of it or approaching it as okay what's the healthy margin we need to make to be sustainable um, and I'd say it's still something we really look at. Like the very first feed bag, um, the bag I started with, the Feed One bag, feeds one kid in school for one year. It's the burlap one that's kind of the more iconic one. Candidly, we have a, a much lower margin on because it just wasn't set up to be a super profitable product. Now, when we're developing a new product, we still wanna give significantly. Um, for me, I never want it to be you know, pennies on the dollar. I want it to be meaningful. Um, the donation part, but I also obviously am keenly aware of how, you know, we need to grow and support our, our staff and um, be able to invest in marketing and different entre- our store and different, you know, avenues of growth. Um, so it's hard. It's hard. You know, I would say when you're approaching a for profit as sort of a heart led venture, you mm-hmm. um, and finding that balance has definitely been a, a learning that is still underway. No, did you used to have a fashion line? I did, but I for did a not know second. that. Okay. Yeah, tell me about that. I'm trying to remember. I mean, this was at least 7-8 years ago. 2008, right? Okay. You did your research. <laughs> I <know> someone um, <laughs> did, know. I just read it. <laughs> it was called Lauren Pierce, mm-hmm. which is my was my middle name. Um, and yeah, it's it was all about sourcing um, art, artisanal fabric. Mm-hmm from around the world. We sold at Barney's exclusively for a while. Not bad. It's not bad. It was, and it was fun, we did this sort of atelier where mm-hmm. um, women came in, tried on a dress, picked the silhouette, the size they wanted, and then the, from a stack of like beautiful hand-dyed fabric could pick their fabric, then we would custom make the dress in their specific fabric. And each fabric was signed by the woman mm-hmm. who had literally done the dyeing. So really trying to connect people to where their products we're coming from um and creating you know truly like one-of-a-kind pieces for these for our customers so it was fun it was kind of my night job for Mm -hmm. years so (laughs) yeah at some point a side hustle yeah or a side hustle right exactly yeah so i would leave feed and literally go like pack boxes and like stamp put on hang tags and do all that um so it was great. I learned so much from that experience, but at a certain point I had to yeah really focus. And who are your mentors? I mean, I'm so grateful. Like the people I've worked with and partnered with over the years, such as yourself, have been such great mentors. Like getting glimpses into how individual entrepreneurs work, but also how bigger companies work. Um, I just, yeah, to have that kind of support system, as you know, where if there is a problem you can you know, call on different people, um, to get their take is huge. Um, and just, yeah, I would say I get the most, um, advice and kind of support from fellow entrepreneurs, especially women. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, you happen to have, um, as a father-in-law, one of the world's, you know, most famous entrepreneur designers, Ralph Lauren. Does he discuss your business with you or? Occasionally. He does. He asks a lot of questions or. Yeah. yeah. He just
0: has amazing gut as you would imagine. Yeah. He what? Has amazing gut. Yeah. On, um, Yeah. How to grow even design. I mean, obviously design wise. Great little tips here and there. And how about your hubby? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's like my number one. So when I um had the idea for feed, we had just started dating mm-hmm. and he was really instrumental in the early days of um you know i I had studied design but i hadn't studied manufacturing so kind of helping me put the pieces together of how to actually bring a product to market um so number one encourager over the years and how do you take care of yourself
1: right now i know new
0: baby another another kid I don't you? am figuring that out. Um, no, I do, I mean, I love to work out. Not that I do it every day or every other day even. But I- And what do you do? Um, I mix it, I kind of get bored easily. So I need a routine that's not sort of stuck um, on one thing. So today, actually this morning, I did boxing and mm-hmm. um, some like, you know, sit, sit ups and whatnot. By yourself or at Rumble or? I did it with a trainer. With a trainer. Um, but also this summer, I tried to do a bit of Soul Cycle. I tried Tracy Anderson method. How's that? I've never done that. I hadn't either. It's hardcore. Yeah, it's hot and it's like mm-hmm. it's quick. Yeah. It's fun though. It's yeah. loud I did a lot music. of Soul Cycle this summer. Did you? Good yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. I love the sort of workouts that infuse a bit more of that soul. Mm-hmm. This is your life, like empowerment. Right. Um, that's not just about the workout. Mm-hmm. So working out, um, eating well as best i can i do love cooking not that i have a ton of time for it. no but, but you
1: are really good cuz i'll never forget we oh, had a great you. dinner party at your yeah. house and I, you thank know you, you never know if, you never know if there was going to be 50 people or a few and if it was catered and no it was not catered and you were <laughs> had a, you had your apron on you cooked everything yourself it was vegan mm-hmm. your husband cleaned up it was like <gasps> on, it was like one of those special nights and oh, i love thank i've you. become friendly with some of the people good. that you invited you good, really good. put a great a great group. Thank together. you for coming. But the food
0: is delicious. Thank you. Because you're a vegan, right? Vegetarian. You're a
1: vegetarian. So. I'm
0: trying to think. Maybe I made only vegan. Okay. Um, thank you. Yeah. I love. That's what I. I love cooking. and I love mm-hmm. then enjoying it with good people. Yeah. It was. It was a really special night. Thank yeah. you, Bobby. So then,
1: what do you struggle? Like everything is so perfect. Okay. come on, Lauren. What do you struggle <laughs> with in
0: life? In life, not just business. In life. Um, like again, where to begin? No, I think, you know, it's just doing every day the best you can do, and I struggle with the fact of, you know, can feed be bigger, how to make it bigger, and thus make our impact bigger, so Mm -hmm. for me, the still founding intention and motivation is is our impact, and it frustrates me when I feel like we're not as big as what we could be, Um, although we're... Certainly, on the other hand, then I'm grateful for where we are and, and what we've done so far. But um, y- your mom did a really good job. Will you tell her I said that? I <laughs> will. <laughs> yeah. No, I think mm. I struggle, you know, in making time for friends and right. making time for even being a good present mom and a good present um, wife. And I think all that, especially in New York City, can be difficult. Yeah. So I'm actually just back to work after maternity leave. So trying to kind of in, re-enter rather with um, and not get sucked in and or too sucked in um, and kind of be more present with people I love and all that good stuff. And so and two last, days in, we'll see how okay, it goes. good.
1: And last, what haven't you done that you still want to do? In life or
0: in mm-hmm. business? Uh, l- life. Life. I want to climb a Kilimanjaro. I've like researched it a lot and I haven't done it yet, but I'm. Before I turn forty, I'm going to do okay. it. Okay. Well, you got you got plenty of time. A few more years. Yeah, you got
1: time. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for for coming out and being on the show. I really appreciate
0: it. Thank you, Bobby. Thanks thank for you being, a,
1: for having me. Thank you for being a role model as oh, a human. Well, no, as, as a human, seriously. Thank you. Yeah. All
0: right. More to be done. Thank appreciate you. it. Bye-bye. Thank you.
1: That was Lauren Bush. Lauren. Follow her great company, FeedProject.com. And follow Lauren on social media everywhere at Lauren B. Lauren. That's it for this episode of Long Story Short. Follow me online at JustBobbyBrown. If there's someone you want on the show, let me know there. If you really like the podcast, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really like the show, send me a few bucks. I promise to send it to charity. And that's a wrap for Long Story Short. This is Long
0: Story Short with Bobby Brown, a Gallery Media Group production.